Morning, everyone. Uh, I think all of you know the famous speech spoken by Jaques from Shakespeare's As You Like It, All the World's a Stage. Uh, generations of schoolchildren have reveled in the description of the infant mewling and puking in the nurse's arms. Uh, and then, of course, the schoolboy creeping like snail unwillingly to school. But perhaps for understandable reasons, children and even teachers don't focus too much on the last stage, the seventh stage, described by Shakespeare as mere oblivion, here meaning total forgetfulness. When I was a child, around six years old, my great-grandmother, Louisa, uh, born in 1881, I remember, came to live with us for a while. But she never recognised me, her great-grandson. And each day she used to ask me who I was, and indeed throughout the day would continue to ask me my name. And you may have someone in your own family uh, uh, with this degenerative and cruel illness. The... English poet Philip Larkin conveyed better than anyone I know the, the bleak landscape of this illness in his poem, The Old Fools. Now, as we get older, a lot of us perhaps don't remember things the way we once did. I'm nearly 53 and I don't think I remember poetry quite as easily as I once did. And, um, and even poems I've known since childhood, I sometimes get stuck on a line and have to remind myself of what it is. But this level of forgetfulness is probably not unusual or, or indeed anything to worry about. But then there is a stage of mild cognitive impairment, which is noted mainly by the nearest and dearest, um, perhaps repeating inquiries, perhaps struggling with learning a new computer skill and so on. And then as the illness proceeds, there is a decreased ability to manage the more complex aspects of daily life, um, managing money, and preparing a meal for guests, or going out to the shops, getting the right ingredients, and so on. Of even more concern is that even a recent holiday or a recent visit to a relative may not be recalled. Um, ordering in a restaurant becomes difficult, and the person afflicted may pass the menu and say, you order. There is, overall, um, a flattening effect and withdrawal, and those with Alzheimer's seem less emotionally responsive than previously. Further stages follow, which really require a spouse or caregiver to take care of, um, choice of clothing and so on. A person can have difficulty counting backwards from, from 20 by twos and so on, and daily life can become dangerous. For example, one may not notice the scalding temperature of bathwater. And as the disease progresses ever more cruelly, one may become incontinent. And all the while, someone may move objects around and, and place them where they do not belong or manifest other forms of purposeless, purposeless activities. And this means that the, the bath plug may suddenly go missing or or that your toothbrush may be put away carefully in a drawer, wrapped in a towel, and, and, and so on. And of course, this is upsetting and, and frightening for those who love and care uh, for their, their loved one, as he or she can no longer manage stairs, even with help. 
as the person with Alzheimer's sways, staggers, freezes, unable to process the verbal instructions intended to help. And it's here where I wish to talk about a dear friend of mine, and indeed of the school, Susan Elkin. Susan is a former teacher, an author of over 50 books, a journalist, a highly regarded theatre and music critic. In fact, she very kindly wrote a review of the school's production of Noise Flood, the um, Benjamin Britten opera that Hampton Court House staged a few years ago. And many of you boys and girls will have used Susan's Galore Park textbooks in your English lessons. Now, last August, Susan uh, lost her beloved husband, Nick, or Mr. E, as he is sometimes affectionately known to the ravages of Alzheimer's disease. Mr. E's decline was rapid, and Susan chronicles the progress of the illness in poignant, bittersweet detail in a series of remarkable blogs. Frankly, it's some of the most vivid writing you'll find anywhere on the internet, and I commend it to you, and I'll upload the link with this assembly. Susan's first blog uh, on this topic begins, A third presence has arrived in my marriage. Until recently, it was him and me, but the man I married in 1969 and I are no longer a self-contained private unit. Miss Alzheimer's, I think of her as a hideous, befanged, brain-eating monster, has come to live with us permanently. Susan's blog is important because with insight and, and even humour, she lays bare the reality of Alzheimer's. I've argued many times in these assemblies that the future of the world lies with you, its children and teenagers, for you are the force for good which can and must engage with the world's problems and challenges. And certainly I'd like to think that some of you listening now are are so inspired by your science lessons that you can picture a life in medicine as a medical researcher, as a neurologist, as a biochemist, that you may turn the fine training of your mind to understanding one of the greatest challenges in the world today, the devastating cruel illness of Alzheimer's. It is perhaps the most common cause of adult dementia and the illness is still not well understood. Um, I urge all of you older students, certainly in, in year nine and above, to, to check out Susan's blog. It's not always easy reading, but it's beautifully written. Uh, and, and in many ways, Susan's blog is really an extended love letter to her beloved husband. In the UK, Alzheimer's currently affects over half a million, and numbers are rising. It's an issue which has to be faced. Two things need to happen. First, we need to talk about it and be informed. And second, we need to ensure that research is properly funded so that the world's researchers and scientists have the resources they need to determine its cause and to find a cure. Now, Susan is publishing her book about her experiences with the well-regarded crowd company Unbound. And actually, I've got an example of a book. I mean, they're, they're proper books that are published. This is another friend who published using this uh, service. And you can make a small pledge to help get the book published. And in return, 
you'll receive a copy. You can even have your name printed in the back of the book as a token of appreciation. And I urge you, older children and teens, to support this project, uh, perhaps with some of your pocket money. And of course, to all the parents and friends of Hampton Court House, I commend this project to you and are ensure that the link is uh, uploaded with this assembly. Thank you so much for listening to me this morning on this important topic.